Hello everyone, welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon we're joined by Tony Clarkston from, uh, well, sales consultant from the Sales Circle uh, based in Solihull in Birmingham. Uh, how are you doing today, Tony? You okay? I'm great, Mike. How are you? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm awesome. I'm, uh, I'm always awesome these days because um, I'm living my best life, so, uh, you know. Fantastic. That's exactly where we all want to be, living our best life, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, um, Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, brilliant. I'm looking forward to it as well because uh, I've been in sales all my life and I love uh, a good old chat about sales and marketing and, and all that sort of thing. And most of my friends are salespeople as well, so I've never met a salesperson yet I can't get on with, you know? <laughs> Oh, you there? <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought you. I think you froze yeah, for a couple of seconds. Yeah, the signal went a little bit. Um, we've um, been experiencing a lot of storms. I don't know if you've been experiencing it too, but uh, it's really knocked everything out. Yeah, and, more, uh, more last week that was for us. Uh, Wednesday, I think, in a couple of days, there was Wednesday. One day, I had a nightmare with my Wi-Fi. Just kept kicking me out. When I was on an online interviews event. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had the same thing that night. Um, when I was on the interviews event, and uh, we had another thunderstorm last night as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a tricky situation. So hopefully it doesn't go too many times today. But uh, no, I'm really excited about this, and it, it's fantastic to talk to a fellow sales, um, you know, consultant entrepreneur like yourself, um, because you know we get to bounce ideas off each other also the the audience themselves can learn some really good hints and tips from you and from myself and yeah I, i'm really excited thank you yeah brilliant yeah i'm looking forward to it as well so obviously uh, i i'm, I'm uh, one of interviews's longest standing members and you're fairly new to the network as well so i'd like to welcome you to the family etc and, uh, and obviously we, we haven't really had a chance to talk uh, since you've been um uh, online uh, you've been joining uh, well you've joined interviews say the last few weeks but um, obviously this is our first chance to chat, so uh, so that's that's why it'll be a good uh, chat, I'm sure. I love getting to know uh, people and about them and what they've done in the past, etc. The first place I usually like to start, though, on my podcast, because I started it in lockdown, and it's been such a big thing for a lot of people, um, especially those that have uh, you know pivoted and done some changes, etc. So I'd like to know sort of how how the lockdown has been for you. Uh, particularly you know yourself and your business and have you done any particular pivoting during this time uh, during you know during the lockdown period yeah well the lockdown period has been um actually quite positive for myself um, um what people don't tend to know about me is that last year i was diagnosed with cancer and uh, as a result of the cancer, I had to undergo three operations. And during the lockdown period, I had to go through my third operation, which was only actually nine and a half weeks ago. So as you can appreciate, you know, during the lockdown period, it was a great time for me to recover and, and really get myself into a great place. Um, really review my business ideas, what I wanted to achieve, get my mindset right. Um, because I've got to say, having cancer was probably one of the best things that happened to me. And, that, and people are going to find that really odd. But it gave me such a kick up the arse. Uh, it really did. 
I have been coaching and mentoring people um, over the last 10 years, as well as working for an employer. So it was very much a, uh, you know, trying to juggle two heads, if you like, over the last 10 years. And when I sort of slipped downhill and became ill, and, and obviously, you know, found out that I'd got cancer and that, that I was going to require all this treatment and everything, it really took me to quite a dark place. And that dark place really then manifested into a dream and got me to really think about, okay, what do I really want from my life? What is it that inspires me? What is it that I want to leave as a legacy for my children? And that dark place was simply because I hadn't got to that state where I felt like I'd achieved all those things. So it wasn't my time to go. And I knew that deep down. And over the lockdown period, I then decided to start strategizing. Okay, how am I going to achieve all these things that I've set out for myself? What is it that I want to do? And the sales circle was actually born from that. So uh, about a week after my surgery, so I was in hospital for five days because they kicked us out pretty much straight away simply because of COVID. And on the seventh day, I met Tracy from Intrabis and we had an online discussion, pretty much, you know, similar con you know, conversation to this. And um, she was amazing. You know, she put me in touch with all the right people and she talked to me about, you know, you've got so much to offer. Let's just go out into the world and offer it. Now, over the last nine and a half weeks, obviously I've done a lot of strategizing over the COVID period, but the last nine and a half weeks, well, since meeting Tracy, really, so you're talking eight and a half weeks, it has really been such an exciting time for me because people are really buying buying me they're buying my story they're buying what I'm about and the coaching clients I've had from 10 years back are coming forward and saying actually do you know what she did such a fantastic job for my business I, I want you back come on let, let me see what you, you can do so now I've been able to focus completely full-time on the sales circle and that's really what COVID and cancer has done for me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, sounds like you had a real transformational period, which um, which which I have as well. So uh, you know, I, I myself, um, I decided you know quite a while ago I was going to become a, a global speaker, um, and and the lockdown allowed me to write a book, which was part of my journey to becoming a global speaker. You know, because you've got to you've got to leverage something to get yourself into the stage. Yeah, and for me, I wanted to leverage a best-selling book, and I've written the book. I haven't published it yet, but I'm, I'm building the the connections and the audience so that when I publish the book, the book will be a bestseller, so that then I can leverage that to become a speaker. And it's all part of a plan, you know, it's all part yeah. of a strategy, etc. Yeah, okay. and so I've, I've written the book. I don't know if I can publish it or not. I'm procrastinating on it because it features my ex-wife, and I haven't had the chance to to speak with her. It's a warts and all book. And, um, yeah. and my big step in my life, which made me transform quite a bit, 
was a divorce about eight, nine years ago. And, uh, and, and so it's the aftermath of that, because until my divorce eight, nine years ago, my whole life was, you know, like that, you know, in a sort of positive, upward, fast-paced, high-building, momentous trajectory, really. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and it takes a, something big sometimes in your life for you to actually then pivot or, or, or set, set course to the right thing that you want because you have that time to introspect and, and think about what it is you do want out of life etc you know sometimes a bit like a new beginning it's a you know, new rebirth and, and you want to be okay what do I want this rebirth to look like um, so, 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 so but, but obviously politically it's a bit sensitive what, I, what I've written about because there's some issues in the background which I, you know, I, I wrote a Warts and All book and then things have changed and now I'm like, oh, well, the viewpoint has changed and the perspective has changed, but do I keep it as I wrote it or do I change it to the perspective of now? And that's what mm -hmm. I'm sort of caught in my head over, yeah? Mm -hmm. So I may just write another book for the time being because I've actually come up with two um, uh, formulas during the lockdown as well. Mm -hmm. One is a, a happiness formula, one's a success formula. So I'm going I'm to write a lot of books on this subject and, and I'm going to, you know, to become a speaker, I want to be, be like, a, like a Brian Tracy or a Jim Rohn or a Dr. John Martini. You know, I want to yeah. speak around the world and write lots of books. So at, at some point I might just write that book off, wait until it can politically come out at some point and write another book for now. But I've written some courses and some seminars and all of that. Yeah. And uh, and so you're on the same journey now, you know. You, you you know you're on this journey of building your business now. I've been self-employed for for eight years. I didn't do what you, you you did and sort of did a bit on the side as well as my business. I sort of more or less just well saying that I did do a joint business with my wife on the side for a while. But but my business, I just did it. I jumped from one to the other after that time. I think yours yeah. is the more sensible way, if you like. You know, building up a a bit of a portfolio and a bit of a foundation first is good. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, for me, I just jumped and, and, and that was it. I jumped during a recession and after a divorce and with three kids and, you know, I probably should have put a bit more foundation in place. Yeah, but, but everybody's circumstances is different. And I think that for me personally, uh, part of it was actually out of fear. Um, the reason why I stuck with, you know, a, a sales job and, you know, working with organizations was partly out of fear because it, to me it was, you know, okay, what happens when you're sick? You don't get an income, you know, and because I knew that there wasn't, I, I knew for the last six years that there was something not right I, I knew deep down, and, and I know that probably sounds a bit strange to anybody that's had cancer, but I knew that there was something not quite right. I did not feel right. And I had this fear of, okay, what if something happens? And that was partly the reason why I stuck with having a job. And now, when you look back now, actually, it was probably one of the best decisions that I actually made because I've been able to build a, a, pro, you know, a profile. I've got a portfolio of clients that have had a fantastic experience with me. And I have still had you know, a regular income coming in. So when those periods of quiet that we all experience, you know, I still had that safety net. And obviously now I've I'm letting the safety net go, if you like, and saying, right, I'm here, I'm 
you know, this is it full throttle. But it was out of fear. And I think when I was told that actually, you know, that I was actually right and there was something wrong, I, I, I it was a sense of relief. It was a sense of knowing that actually I was right. And that, you know, one of the big things that happened was my when they sat me down with the Macmillan nurse and um, after I'd had the diagnosis, they took me into this really lovely room with flowers and sofas. And to be honest, I wish they'd just put me in a cupboard because it made it worse. It made it like it was, you know, I was just about to die and this was the bereavement room. It wasn't like a nice experience at all for me personally. But they took us into this room. And my husband's sitting there. And my husband asked the, the question that I could not ask. And that question was, what would have happened if you hadn't have found it? And the nurse replied, she would have been dead in about five years, depending on how it spread. And that really hit me. It really hit me hard. And I thought, you know, I've been walking around and I've been a ticking time bomb this whole frigging time. And now that I have these, you know, the last operation, I had to have two tumours removed from my pelvis. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look, I know I look fine now. It's nine weeks ago, but God, I looked rough back then. I'm telling you that. <laughs> but, you know, when I, when I had that relief of knowing that actually I was cancer free, it gave me such a kick and it made me realize actually I do not, I, I'm ready, but I knew I was ready last year and the year before, but it was just having something that was really intense to really give me that strength. to yeah, go it's, um, it. it's a motion that creates motion. Yeah, absolutely. Mike. You've got it in one. That is exactly what it is. And it's a, uh, and it's super powerful so powerful and you know when something happens to you like divorce like you know like divorce when you go through a divorce you know I've been there I've been divorced and you know I'm remarried now but when you go through a divorce you know that again is a it's a, it's a real life-changing experience you know it's something that magically really affects you and you know, there's so many things, you know, when people go through, you know, physical or mental abuse, or, and there's so many wonderful people that just come out of the other end. And like, I'm part of a book that's actually um, coming out on the 19th of November. It's uh, Inspirational Women of the World. And it's 19, I'm one of not uh, 20 women that have written about adversity and how adversity completely changes your life and it is super powerful so you know have you gone there mike yeah no sorry bear me two seconds i had somebody knock my door i'm just going to put this on pause for two seconds okay sorry yeah, about this course. sorry about that uh somebody at the door but i'm back carry on uh, tony no what i was what i was saying before you had to go and answer the door is yeah, I'm part of a, a book that's coming out on the 19th of November. And yeah, the, the iWow one, yeah. The iWow one, Inspirational Women of the World. And honestly, it is such an amazing movement. Everybody should be looking at this. And I'm one of 20 women that have been um, selected to, to read, you know, to write this book. 
and it's about adversity it's about coming through the other side and how you know it's changed our world it's changed our life and and we've all gone through it and i think that is the most amazing part of the book you know you can really when you when you look at the women's chapters you can you get a sense of being in the situation you know you can you can actually see yourself experiencing the feelings of each one of us and i'm so excited about the iwell book coming out uh, 19th of november and once the iwell book has gone through i think i will mike I'm, i think i'm going to write a book and i'm going to write a book about selling because my style of selling is very different to most styles of selling you know i am a very as you can probably see from my background very much a girly girl and i have a very soft approach when it comes to selling and i sell through stories that is my approach i sell through stories i sell through um the, the feelings and thoughts of what stories can evolve in a, in a person they can inspire a person so uh, that's where i think i'm gonna go after the iwow book um really give some insight into you know my story and how it's helped me grow as a person yeah. um and i think that's that you know that's the important part and exactly with your book you know you mentioned about your book you know, I, I I think you should publish it. I know it's warts and all, but you know, I think you should. I'm sure it will be a fantastic read. You know, it's. it's I, I, uh, I definitely will publish it. It's just a case of the, the the diplomacy around how and when. That's all. But I definitely will publish. I haven't written it not to publish. I really sure. want to publish it now, and I may get to the point where the the time I'm just like, oh, you know, forget about the consequences. Just publish it. Yeah because yeah. it's, it's actually an inspirational story and a big yeah. part of my divorce and, and, and me having to overcome what I had to overcome was uh, a knock-on effect of the global recession the last time round, the credit crunch. And, right, and yeah. you know, that I had a knock-on effect of some financial issues and a knock-on effect divorce, all that sort of thing. And I had to basically start my life from scratch again at like 33 or whatever. I was worse yeah. off at 33 than I was at 18, you know what I mean? But, uh, but I had to rebuild again and, and I've managed to do it and, and I've you know done some interesting things along the way. And so yeah. I wanted to, to write the book. I wrote it in lockdown because I wanted to write the book as inspiration for other people who were going to be going through what I went through 2008 and the knock-on effect of that for the next mm -hmm. few years now. There's going to be people living my life that I was and, and yeah. thinking I can't get through this and I want to inspire them that they can. I also want to teach them about how I did so it's sort of, sort of a life story with an educational tint. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it'll be brilliant. You'll do well. You will do well. It's exciting. It's hammering it down here. I don't know what the weather's like where you are. It's actually it's sunny here. It's sunny here, but it, it was absolutely battering it down around this time yesterday. So maybe you've got it drifting over your way now. Um, <laughs> well, we had so massive storms yesterday and now it's just, yeah, I'm waiting for it. I reckon it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I definitely got sales and marketing books in me as well. And uh, but, but I come up with a formula during lockdown, which is called uh, Streams. It's a success formula. And the stream yeah. stands for um, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing, and sales. And yeah. it's what I believe are the seven pillars of success. You know, if you invest heavily in those areas, 
you'll become yeah. more successful in, in life and in business generally. And, yeah. um, and so I may well produce a book on the streams, the whole thing, the whole formula, but then I may yeah. well, you know, pivot, you know, do a book on each one of the seven streams and stuff over time, like, you know? Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. The thing is, um, I'm a lifelong learner. I've been learning for 30 plus years, you know, I'm 42, 43. So actually I was massively academic as well. So I've been learning all my life really. And I love learning and I've intensely le learned. And that's part of my journey and part of my, my overcoming my issues was I, I, I embraced the personal, the world of personal development massively. Whereas before that, I used to just embrace my own development. I just, I'm competitive and I always looking for that, that best way of improving and self-improvement and making those marginal gains on everything that I do. And so I've had a lifetime of, of that, making marginal gains. Um, and, and now I've massively added, since probably 2017, I've added a massive array of intensely learning of some of the best people on the planet at the yeah. things that they do because I want to be the best person on the planet at what I do. So I learn off the people who are already in my position because that's what I've done my entire life to become a, the best salesperson. I learned off the best salespeople to become yeah, the best absolutely. manager. I learned actually more off the bad managers. I, I, I would yeah. say I learned more off the bad managers than the good managers. I learned what not to do, which only left me what to do, which was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah, so I, I, I want to write, you know all of that and i want to go in and do corporate uh, training i used to do corporate sales training but now i want to go in and do corporate training which covers those seven pillars of success so it doesn't just yeah. concentrate on sales or marketing but actually covers the relationship building the efficiency the action the systems the technology all the things to become a, a better all-rounded person you know yeah. and, a, and a staff member or a salesperson or a marketeer because you know, sales and marketing, they don't stand alone in the, in the pursuit of success. They're part of other yeah. traits and other skills you've got to have in order to, to, to be consistent and, 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 you know, high achieving regularly, like, you know? No, I totally agree. You know, when it comes to learning, you, you shouldn't stop. You really shouldn't because to become successful at whatever it is that you want to do in life, you have to learn from the best. And, you know, it's important, you know, show me any successful person and they have mirrored, you know, they've modeled themselves on another successful person. And, and that's effectively what we all do in life. You know, one of the reasons why I signed up to become um, part of the mentorship program for Grant Cardone was because, you know, he is the best at selling. You know, he is awesome. You know, he's one of those most inspirational sales guys that's out there at the minute so you know spending the money to work with him was a complete no-brainer you know for me personally it was a no-brainer because i see myself as you know i want to be the kind of person that people bring in that will deliver success and in order to do that you've got to make sure that you're trained like you say, in all the areas by the best people in those areas. You know, one of the things that, you know, I'm particularly very good at and that I, I teach a lot of, I've done a lot of work in the past and I will be bringing this into um, uh, the sales circle. In the past, I've done a lot of work with call centers. So they called me the queen of cold calling um, simply because 
I'm, you know, that is something I'm very good at. I am very good on the phone. And I have learned over the years how to be successful on the phone. So previously, um, I went into a call center and they had about 150 members of staff. I worked with them to look at, okay, what are these guys doing? Why are they in trouble? Why are they struggling with their sales? What's their script like? You know, what are they actually saying to people on the phone? And then we worked through and strategized, okay, this is the steps we're going to take to get these guys selling correctly. These are the steps we're going to take to get the management to get the most out of their people. Yeah. And that company was doing around 700. They were, they were, they were had one, they had 100 and just slightly under 150 members of staff, but they were still only making just under profit wise. So they're still only making about 700,000. You know, and that's quite bad, really, for the amount of people you've got working for you. And within eight months of working with them, we'd got up to profit of, of 1.3 million. Now that company is doing well into like 8 million a year. But, you know, that is all about them, those people actually taking the time to go, right, okay, I've got a problem here. Who's the expert that's going to help me? Who's the expert that's going to help me get the most out of my call center, you know, my call center staff? So previously, that's what I've done. Now, the sales circle that I'm working in at the moment, we haven't, I haven't approached that area as yet, but it is something that I'm looking to do because I've had such huge success. At the moment, my clients are more you know, what you were talking about, really, you know, they want to have that success formula. They want to be able to approach clients and sell in a way that it's just a conversation. It's not a hard sell. It's a conversation. And a lot of the people that I've been working with have really taken this on board and started selling with stories and noticing that actually selling with stories works and it works better than just going to someone and doing the normal sales techniques that all of us salespeople do. You know, it was at the moment, that is the focus of the sales circle because I really want to get people in the um, motion of selling with stories and getting some testimonials and things about the success that has taken place while using these methods that, I, uh, that I'm currently teaching. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting you you said that actually because uh, I started off in telesales. Uh, well, actually, I did a bit of door to door sales in the summer holidays, which I then did uh, telesales during my college because I started just before I started college in the six weeks holiday door to door, and then I, I liked it so much I carried on doing telesales around my college. So I was working evenings and weekends uh, selling double glazing windows, yeah. and uh, and then when I finished college, I went back door to door. And then, um, and then uh, I did a few different telesales jobs, etc. And I ended up uh, starting at a tech startup business called Credit Safe, and uh, they had just started, and uh, they're a credit reference agency, but pr pretty much they were a sales company run by salespeople, and just you know uh, a quite high pressurized sales environment. Um, I know them well. <laughs> yeah, 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 but um, but. And they were, a, they, they were a call center, telesales operation, and I actually um, excelled in that operation as well. 
and uh, and then I turned uh, my my I I become the manager of the key accounts team. We, we dealt with all the ten million plus turnover businesses, and I turned that team then into more a field sales team over time, but with some tally appointment setters and with some people still selling over the phone. Uh, but we mostly developed into a field sales team, and actually we we developed into an IT tech solutions based sales team. We were selling high end solutions, which often. Uh, me and my top seller, Lisa, um, were developing as per the market requirements, if you like. So we become a bespoke tech solution outfit, like, you know. And uh, and that company, I, I grew my telesales team from, uh, so I was one of the four founding members of Key Accounts within sort of three months of starting at Credit Safe. When they just started the team, they, they started it with the top four telesales guys, and I was number two of the top four. So... I was uh, uh, one of the first four founding members. We grew that up to seven quite quickly. And I was assistant manager for two years. And then I didn't think my manager was going anywhere. So um, so I actually decided there were seven teams in the SME section dealing with the under 10 million prospects. So I took over running one of the teams from, from assistant manager of key accounts. I run one of the teams on the floor, uh, on the challenge to the SMEs. And uh, within three months, they replaced me with my old boss that, that had been my boss for two years because they thought I'd do a better job. So that was a bit politically, uh, 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 you know, delicate at the time. But I, I, ran, I went on to run that team then or that department for eight years. And I turned it from seven people doing 300 grand to 17 people doing 5.7 million over an eight year period, which is actually 20 times growth. So it's double what Grant Cardone talks about. And, um, and and literally, we turned that department from, you know, a, a basic telesales uh, operation, doing online demonstrations and selling off-the-shelf products to mm. corporates into, uh, you know, the, the top innovative technical solution business in that sector. And uh, after 10 years being there, so eight years as a, as a manager of that department, uh, but 10 years being there, I decided uh, enough was enough. I'll go and do my own thing because I was one under the MD. I got promoted nine times in six years. So I worked my way up from tele telephone executive on 15 and a half grand to premier account director, one under the MD on 70 grand. And um, and literally, um, I just I got I got plateaued for four years because I was one under the MD with nowhere to go. And, and plateauing me is not a very good thing. You know, yeah. the reason I got promoted nine times in six years is because I work hard and I want to get promoted, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I plateaued for a while and I thought, you know what, all I ever wanted to be was MD of a company or MD of my own company. So I thought, I've done 10 years at this company. I'd much rather be MD of my own company anyway. So it's time yeah. to go off and do something, you know, for yourself. Like, you know, use the 10-year the apprenticeship to put into place the same sort of uh, knowledge and, and application as as you've learned on someone else's coin, do it for yourself sort of thing. Like, you know, so that's, that's the mission that I've been on uh, since then. And uh, so it's funny how you mentioned call centers and that, because that's the sort of environment I, I, I come from. And, and telesales, actually, telesales, a lot of people I've heard in the last uh, maybe 10 years since I've been self-employed have been saying telesales is dead, but telesales is never dead. And in fact, no, no. yeah, and in fact, because of coronavirus now, it's just come back to life again because you know all the field sales people are doing telesales. Exactly. Again, like, you know? I, I love it. I, I, you know, I absolutely love the phone. I know that you know, there's loads of people out there who are absolutely terrified of the phone, and 
it, it just it mind boggles me, you know. And it's it's a case. It's simply a case of fear. It's fear of rejection. And it's because they're not resilient enough to be able to handle situations. And they don't have the answers to the objections. They don't have pre-prepared answers to every objection. When you're on the phone, you know, the same objections come up time and time and time again. And what amazes me is that people don't think, hold on, there's a there's a pattern there's a here. Theme. There's a theme there's here. A theme. <laughs> there's a theme. Let's get some writing let's, down. Let's prepare ourselves a little. Let's let's go yeah. into battle prepared and with the right plan let's of action. Prepared exactly, and then you've got these you've got amazing business owners that set up these fantastic businesses. They get their you know you've got phone companies, you've got you know um, claims management companies, and they set up this amazing business. But then when it comes to the people on the phone, they don't know what to do with them. No. They just think, right, okay, this works for me, so I'll write everything down that they work for me. I'll train this to them, and then hopefully we're going to make some extra sales. And then they don't know what to do with them. And I think what's great about people like you and me is that we know how to get the best out of someone on the phone. We know the skills, the tips, the tricks to get people selling. And for me, you know, I, I have competitions with my guys, you know, I have competitions with them and we'll all sit in a room, you know, we'll all sit in a room and it'll be a case of, right, okay, how many appointments are we going to get today? You know, how many appointments are we going to get up on this board and who's going to get their lunch paid for? You know, because you, as a leader, you've got to be able to inspire your people as well. So it's all very well getting people to be able to sell on the phone. But if you're not keeping them motivated and positive about being on the phone, they're not going to want to be there. You know, it, because it's not, it's a place where you have to be resilient and you have to go into battle prepared. You have to be prepared. And I don't know how many, and you will probably feel this as well, how many people don't, they just think, oh, okay, I'll wing it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to tell anyone that's listening to this now, you know, if you guess at sales, you will fail. And it's that simple. If you yeah, guess, the, you fail. The problem, the problem is, it's like, it's like I started out at 16 you know, and, and until I was 21, five years of doing objection handling every day for an hour before I went to work. You know what yeah. I mean? We, we were drilled. We were drilled. And people don't understand that, you know, to become awesome at something, you need to be drilled. You need to know yeah. exactly what you're doing. You need to be professional. Yeah. And so many yeah. people play at, play at sales, they play at marketing. They wonder why they're chasing their tail and never getting anywhere. And that's because they're not drilled. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like there are football teams that aren't very good, but if the manager gets in place and drills them, they can actually yeah. hold their own against players much better than themselves because the collective input of that drilling and, and, and of that effort and that work, it basically means that you're like a ninja. You you know, you, you can see the, 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 the throwing dart come aiming towards you and you can stop and collect it and, and, and throw it back because you're prepared and you know you know what to expect. But people yeah. go into battle unprepared, they're unorganized, uh, they got the wrong tools with them, and then they yeah. expect to win the battle. And, and it's just like, well, you know, that's just not going to happen. It's not. 
and 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 it's so it's so funny when people think that they you know that they can wing it you can't wing it you just can't you've got to be prepared and one of the best ways to become prepared is to get yourself somebody to train you you know and and, and i hear this all the time with people saying oh well my company doesn't have a training program or you know i've not got um i've not got the experience to do that well get some you know practice if your company doesn't offer you a training program then get up and find yourself a training program there is so much free content out there that you can get hold of that can make you a great salesperson and when you have earned enough money then get yourself a coach a mentor to take you to the next level you know there's you know we go i always say to people you know hit the hit youtube you know, That's what yeah, I was just going to say, just learn how to search in YouTube, you know, yeah. YouTube is a, a great place to, to start, you know, for, for any training. Yeah. For any training, you know, just, you know, hit YouTube, hit Facebook, there's so many free courses out there that you can do to get you to a place where actually you start making a difference, you're making some money, and then it's time to get yourself a coach and a mentor once you're stable, once you've got some money coming in, because then that coach, that mentor will take you to the next level. They will provide you with the training to get to the next level and get you to succeed in sales so that you are constantly going up the ladder, making more and more money. And, and that's what it's all about, you know. And for me, sales is about serving you know, sales is all about serving. What am I giving to my clients? What am I providing to my clients? Is what I have to offer what they need? You know, what what actually is going to add value to their life? And one of the ways to make sure that you are in that place is quite simply, you have to believe in what you're selling. If you don't believe in what you're say, selling, then ultimately you're never going to come across authentic and real. That's right. And yeah, that's I've got, a, I've got a, um, a Wolf of Wales uh, uh, feature on my uh, podcast, which is a sales yeah. training feature. And uh, my first uh, episode of sales training, because I think it's the most important lesson I learned in sales, and I learned it in my mid-20s. Um, I probably learned it a bit before that, but I definitely crystallized it in my mid-20s. And I've been doing it ever since. And that's my first episode was, if you want to be good at sales, stop selling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And learn to provide solutions to problems. So start listening, yeah. start asking questions, start, you know, finding out about people and finding out how you can help them. And ultimately, if you can get to that point of, of your sales uh, life, then, then you're offering real value and you won't struggle to sell because people will want to buy from you. Love it. You know, I think what's happened is if you think back um, to all the great movies, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, The Boiler Room, you know, the same tagline comes out in these films, always be selling. Yeah. And the really sad thing about it is that salespeople have gotten off on this for years, really gotten, gotten off on this for years. You know, selling in the 60s, which is what these films have tend to be based on. Selling on the 60s is very different to selling in the 21st century. You know, it's you know, it's so different. You know, yeah, the, the days of the, the days of manipulations selling and and and, and you know, yeah. sly selling, if you like, yeah. you know. 
I never took part in any of that because I, to, to me, you've got to be moralistic and have values and stick to them and be true to them, yeah. which is why I've only ever worked for companies. I, I've actually been successful at most of the jobs I've ever done. And I say most because I have actually taken some jobs on and I didn't believe in their product and I couldn't sell it. Because you know, that, again, the most important sale I always say to somebody is the first one they make to themselves on actually mm -hmm. what they're selling. You know, mm -hmm. is it going to be offering value? Is it going to be, you know, of benefit to people? And, and yeah. are you going to be enthusiastic enough to push it? And if yeah. the answers are no to all those things, you've got to change your job or do something else with your life because you can't sell something you don't yeah. believe in. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, if you remember Ben Affleck in the boiler room, he had like a total scene that was all about always be selling. And there was all these bunch of lads, that ego-driven lads that were going, oh, we're going to make the best, you know, the next sale, we're going to make a big buck. But the thing is, buyers of today, they're, they're smarter. <laughs> they, they know what they want. And when you come to the table now, you've got to be prepared to you've got to be prepared to solve a problem that they're currently having. You've got to come prepared to help them achieve their goals. And if you're not prepared to help them achieve their goals, then you're not going to make the sale. And if you come become authentic and real and you come to a, a sales meeting, on knowing that you're only there to serve that person you're only there to help that person make their dreams come true their goals come true then the sale is not a sale it's a conversation where that person really wants you they want to have your product they want to have your service because it's a conversation that is so inspiring to them they so see it as a no-brainer yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, it's just a, it's about it's about presenting a case that that is you know guaranteed to win because it's the right case for the right person at the right time. And those those manipulative salespeople who think they're clever and think they can get their wool over their eyes, they're so thick because what they don't realize is you can't. It's easy to get the wool over someone's eyes. It's easy to to bamboozle someone into something they don't want, but actually. Yeah. It's going to work once and it won't work again. And actually, if you give someone something they want, then they'll come back for you for more and more and more. So they think they're so clever, you know, bamboozling somewhere, but they're so thick because they're having to keep working hard on bamboozling people forever. And all they had to do is give someone something they wanted and actually see how that grows. You know, people start sending you to clients and start, you know, calling you rather than you having to chase them all the time. And life becomes much easier. So, that these smart sales guys are as thick as two short planks all the time. Oh, they are. They are, you know. But the thing is, is you have people that have been, you know, that are still training these methods to people. And that's part of the problem because then you have people that say, well, that's how I was trained. You know, <laughs> there is another way of selling and it's a much easier way of selling and once you know the the, the skills that you, that is required for that it becomes so easy the job is just taken away it's it's such an, uh, a lovely it's, you know i love every sales call i'm on because i learn so much about the person i'm talking to and I feel so uplifted by talking to them because I genuinely know I can help them. Yeah. And it's just such a lovely experience. And because they feel that, 
they feel that vibe they feel that you know um the pride i have in what i do they they literally thrive off it you know they buy from that and and that's that's where salespeople need to get to that's that's where salespeople are missing a trick and i do feel really sorry for those salespeople that are young and they're going into a maybe a smaller call center and their sales trainer is still training these old techniques and it's not their fault it's just the way that they've been trained and when people like that contact me i always say to them you know hit hit youtube you know hit youtube learn some techniques and you know you'll you'll learn so much from that or you know you have my services and nine times out of ten they'll they'll want to work with me so you know it's it's um it's a no-brainer really to to have those skills of selling that we both have because you know it just makes the sales process so nice so relaxed so free it's um it is it's it's much nicer to go down that route god mike me and you could talk about selling all day long yeah, we could. Uh, you know, I love it. I, I'm a passionate. I, I talk on my blog, on, on my podcast about um, about networking, marketing, sales, uh, social media, and entrepreneurship. So they're my five topics that I can. I'm 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 doing about ten episodes a day. So I'm I'm confident I got enough content to last. I got thirty years of content on on most of that. Like you know, so uh, so yeah, I'm not going to run out. Like you know, I just got to keep think, keep drilling in my brain different seams that I know, you know, is going to bring something out. And one of those scenes, actually, I haven't covered on my, um, on my podcast, um, but I'm trying to always get out what I, what I know. And because I haven't done telesales for such a long time now, I've been mostly doing solution sales and, and more field sales. What, what I remember from the telesales days, what I really hate about the, the bad telesales people who contact me, you mentioned it earlier, is when people, you know, get in the script right to now. Well, I actually don't like a script. And when I used to teach my telesales team before I turned them into field salespeople, I used to teach them component parts of a of a pitch, yeah, yeah. which they need to put into a natural conversation of their own that they're comfortable with, because to me that would be more natural and get them to feel more comfortable in what they were saying but it also would sound more natural to the other side and want to get them to listen because it was a conversation rather than an automated bot you know reading out the same thing that everyone else is reading so i used to cover right these are sort of important parts that you need to get in but you get them in when and where you want and how you want as long as the story is has a nice flow and and it's working then you know that's gonna be be the best option for you that's what i used to teach so um no that's you know. that's uh, fantastic yeah it's a it's a, sounds quite similar to the way that uh, that i teach you know I, do, I teach components and from the components then you know it's it's all about the process so building the rapport, building, doing a needs assessment, you know, going through the step, the sales process in a, in a, in a systematic way. However, you're turning it into a conversation. It's a conversation piece. And having one of the things that I teach is having um, a story to back an objective. So there is, um, and that's probably, a, that's a unique way of selling because most people have an answer for it. What I do is I have a story for it. So for every sales um, call that I'm on, the objections that they will have 
there will be a story attached to it. So it may be the um, the experience of somebody that's worked with me, the success story of somebody else. It doesn't necessarily have to be about me as a person, but it's what you know what value this has brought to someone else. And uh, that's the way to handle objections. And we all know. We're so, um, we're so, we're so similar because, um, so, so I love metaphors. So I use other descriptions of, of language and words that people get better to describe mm -hmm. what I'm getting at, yeah? So, so for example, I do SEO, which is uh, search engine optimization, yeah? Mm -hmm. And so, for example, the way I describe that to most people, especially males, is I will turn around and say, well, you know, it's a bit like, um, you know, the football league system, you know, at the moment, your uh, team is, is in the Vauxhall Conference and nobody knows about it, but you want to get into the Premier League. But what you've got to do is you've got to work hard, spending money and investing in the team and the squad and the training facilities in order to get promoted. And then you can, you know, compete with the people you're on then and you can keep investing in your team and your, th and your, um, your, your training facilities and your staff, etc. And you keep getting promoted. But eventually you're in the Premier League and then you spent a lot of money to get to the Premier League, but you're still not winning anything. And then actually you've got to really start investing to compete with the Man Cities and the Liverpools and the Chelsea's and the, you know, Arsenal's and the Man United's of the world before you actually start making some money. So that's, that is a bit like the journey in SEO. So, so when people are like, you know, like what's it involved or what's it going to cost? Or how long is it going to take? I'm going to say, well, you know, it depends how competitive your keywords are and your product is and your sector is on how many yeah. divisions you've got to try and get promoted up to first, even just before you're in the game, even before you're in the league and actually able to play against some of the big boys. So, mm -hmm. so again, you know, that's the sort of way I've always tried to explain things to people in, in, in sort of metaphors and, you know, stories and, and, and putting it in a language that they understand. I love it. I love it. It's exactly, you know, it, that, that makes sales a nicer experience, I think, you know, because people really buy into people. And, and we all know that people buy from people they, you know, they know and they trust. And they buy from the feelings that, you know, their thoughts and feelings. And, you know, when you can really talk to somebody and be empathetic to whatever it is that they're going through that requires them to potentially you know to look at your look at you as a person or look at your product or look at your service you know that you know it's important that you are you know you you're able to use those soft skills um through stories to really press those buttons yeah, you know, definitely. you're pressing those soft buttons to get them to where it's almost massaging the whole conversation to influence them to make the, to make the choice of using you or buying your product. And um, that's what I love. I love sales. I love everything there is about sales. And that is the reason why I don't shy away from using the word sales coach. Because a lot of people have a bit of a stigma against it, and they'll say, you know, that they, they work on the performance. Business development. Business um, development. You know, they'll put uh, well, we'll the stigma around it. Well, I don't have that stigma. I believe in sales. I believe in who I am. I believe that I can offer a fantastic service, and my skill is sales. So I'm going to call myself a sales coach and that is exactly what I am. I'm a sales coach, mentor and trainer 
And I, I, yeah, I used to be a sales and a sales and marketing consultant, trainer, and service provider. Uh, but I pivoted during lockdown, really, to being more uh, a sales and marketing and business growth mentor and coach, you know, yeah. and, and speaker and podcaster and, and all those sort of things. Because that's the pivot that I've done to get me to the global speaking position that I'm going to going to take, you know, going to take for myself at some point, you know. Uh, but But yeah, you know, I've always put sales in my title because that's what I do. It's what I do, it's what I've always done, it's what I'm good at, and it's actually what most people need yeah. as well. So all these yeah. companies and all these businesses that call their salespeople, whatever they call them, you know, get real, get back on track. They're salespeople, don't shy away from it. You know? And then when they actually ask for the sale or the order at the end of the call, the person will be expecting it because they know they're a salesperson. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we could talk Great Britain on this. We really could. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a conversation close to both of our hearts, clearly. And we're loud and proud about being a salespeople. And that is, you know, that is fantastic. And I love it. And, yeah. you know, I'm so pleased that you're in the mastermind group as well. So we can, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be there on the cruise ship together. Woohoo! <laughs> We'll have lots to talk about, lots to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm super pleased. Yeah, brilliant. And, um, yeah, I've been working heavily for the last eight, nine years in, uh, in marketing as well because, you know, a key, to me, again, a key strength of, of, of entrepreneurs especially, but also good salespeople is that ability to add the marketing mix in as well these days with technology being so so uh, prevalent and so so readily there for, for people to engage yeah. with and use that's the other you know that's what um, I, I spent a long time learning and actually I stopped um, doing as much in sales as I as I used to do and, and could have done because I wanted to grow the marketing side of my business in the last eight nine years much more so, so it aligned itself at a at a, a level of knowledge and experience along with the sales, you know, because yeah, yeah. as a salesperson for say 20 years, I didn't do that much marketing, although I did telemarketing and I did exhibitions and stands and all of that. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to really add that marketing bit on. And so I, I, as well as being a sales and marketing consultancy agent, I started my own digital marketing agency as well and uh, and so that's a really interesting area to sort of learn on as well and there's a lot of key people you mentioned obviously Grant Cardone you know um uh, Grant Cardone does both sales and marketing so yeah. so so I, I I've actually been using Grant Cardone as a mentor since 2017 of mine um not because um there's that much I can learn from him actually because I haven't learned too much from him but he talks the same language that I talk to myself but he says it to me in a different voice, which is yeah. great because, you know, Grant Cardone has been in sales for, you know, I think 35 years, something like that. He started at 25 and he's uh, 60 and I yeah. started at 11 and I'm 42. So I, I've been doing it about 31 years as well. So I actually would say, I would say in some things, I know more about sales than Grant Cardone and I'll put that out there to anyone. And that's the reason I would say that is not, Grant Cardone is a car salesperson and a great car salesperson, and he has his American way of doing it, which is very in your face. Mm -hmm. I would say I probably know a little bit more about the technical, softer solution side of selling than Grant does because I have a different style and a different way of doing it. 
totally agree. That's the same as me. You know, when I signed up to the Grant Cardone mentorship program, it was simply because it's a way of reinforcing that um, I am on the right track. So I, I signed up, I don't know what you what you signed up to, but I signed up to the mentorship program, which is basically where he will email you every Monday. Yeah. So when I, when I signed up, I had to complete a disc assessment and a marketing assessment and loads of different assessments. And then they gave me a report back to say, these are the things that I needed to work on. So uh, obviously you get the university as part of the package, but then it's a weekly um, message that comes through. It's like an email that comes through and it keeps you on track. So it keeps me totally focused on exactly what my goals are what i agreed to do you know over a year ago what were the goals that i set myself last year and have i achieved them and that was the mentorship side that i signed up to because i do find as you say his language is although it's quite abrupt and you know and it can be quite straight to the point that is what i love about him yeah. Because I like people to be straight up and honest with me, and I like people to be direct with me. Well, no, I, I, I like that as well. I, I, I like Grant Cardone. You know, I've actually met him, and Elena, and the kids, and whatever. And I like Grant Cardone. It's just his style it wouldn't necessarily work the same way in the in, in the corporate world in the UK, for example. Like you know, yeah. you've got to be a bit more nuanced, a bit more sort of thoughtful in your approach in the UK marketplace. Yeah. But I, 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 as a person, I, I, I think he's awesome, and I, I love the energy side and all of that. Yeah. I'm high energy myself. I'm, I'm more American than British as a person, but I've operated in the c c corporate British environment where I've had to be more subtle, more sophisticated, more intellectual, because that's what the the, the ten million plus turnover corporate world expects. And so you've got to be able to, you know, one of the that's Sorry. what the UK market expects. Yeah. UK, you can't sell the same way as Grant no. Cardone. His no. style would not work in the UK. It no. wouldn't. No, he'd upset. It would work to some people, but he would upset quite a lot as well. More people than it would work on. Let's face it. You know, yeah. it wouldn't work on the majority. And I would agree with you that I think that we both know more about sales than Grant Cardo in in terms of how it would work in the UK and how to sell to more corporate clients because that's what I do you know in my I'm a global sales executive well I was a global sales executive so I sold to everyone throughout the world and I've worked with some of the huge companies you know Dunlop aircraft tires Weetabix you know massive companies and the way that you sell to these companies is totally different to where Grant teaches, but Grant is a great mentor for keeping people on track. And although, you know, I don't particularly use his sales methods, I like his marketing strategies, I like the way that he talks, I like his energy, and he is a great person to actually feed from. He is a great person to feed from. And I cannot wait to meet the guy. I'm so jealous that you have met Grant Carter. I want to give him a big cuddle and thank him for, you know, keeping me on track. Um, because thanks to having a mentor, and this is what I say to my clients as well, having a mentor, it, their job is to keep you on track. 
their job is to help you achieve your goals. That's why you sign up to these people. And I think that, you know, you and me, we've got the same sort of mindset in terms of how we feel the process should go, how you should speak to people, how you should make people feel. And, you know, I think that we, per, both of us, have a lot to offer. Um, and, you know, with your mission to speak to the world and, you know, I totally support you with that because, you know, I think that it is a fantastic um skill to have you know being able to stand up and talk to thousands and thousands of people it's not an easy thing to do by any means you know but you know when you when you do get that opportunity to stand up and speak in front of those people you know i'll definitely be there because it's you know it's it'll be a huge um step in your career in your what you know what's in it for you what you want how you see your life to be that's why um so i i haven't actually paid grant cardone to be a mentor i just listen to his content and observe him so i've actually watched most of his youtube content and there's a lot and there's a lot yeah so i actually use him as a mentor because i'm not interested in the sales training and all of that that he does in fact i did sign up to a freebie of his grant cardone university and never actually got around to using it which is how much (laughs) of an incentive i was you know i wasn't that keen uh, i wanted to have a look at it but i wasn't that bothered you know what i use him as a mentor for is the whole the whole showbiz the whole razzmatazz the whole speaking uh, you know all that side of things that 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 he's he's living the life that i want to be living like you know he's 20 years older than me and in 20 years time or 10 i want to be doing the same things like you know and also i am interested in a bit of property and that sort of thing as well so you know obviously you know sales i would say I, i i probably know as much as him if if not more in certain areas to do with corporate sales and solution sales and and whatever um you know he probably knows more about sales training than me but i've done, I've done sales training since i was 18 as well so you know i can i can spar in that area as well with him when it comes to property speaking you know things like that he's like years ahead like you know mm-hmm. so it's about you know leveling up if you like in the areas you know i listen to like brian tracy's another one uh don oh, yeah. martini you know those three are the three i really listen to the most um mm-hmm. also i listen to a bit of robert kiyosaki for property as well and kevin green but um yeah. but yeah brian tracy again he's an out and out sales guy sales manager but you know i listen to him and he's had he talks about his career very similar to mine you know he's just done the bit that i want to do in the next 30 years he's done it yeah so so you know a lot of these people a lot of people look up to them and think oh they're like amazing people that you can never get to but once you've been a successful salesperson and a successful sales manager whatever um you realize that they're not amazing people that you can never get to they're just fantastic people who've carried on the process and if you actually carry the process you'll get there too you know and and that's ultimately that's what success can teach you is that once you have a level of success you understand that there's a system to it and there's a knowledge level to it and once you apply that system and that knowledge level you can get the same success and so Mm -hmm. it's not unobtainable it's just Mm -hmm. the system and a process and and a gaining of some knowledge yeah 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 totally I, I i absolutely agree with everything that you just said you know it's uh it, for me it's it's it makes total sense but to some people they would struggle to understand you know uh, how are we doing it and and i think it's great that we both are offering our services to help people get to where we're where we are 
while we're trying to get to where Brian Tracy is and you know where Brad Cardone is. So we're so we're we're ahead of the game, but we want to bring people up as well with us. And um, you know, it's uh, it's such an amazing experience. You know, I, I I'm totally you know in my aura at the moment. You know, I've gone through so much over the last you know few years and. It, I'm here now and I just feel like it's you know it's it's meant to be you know it's well, meant yeah. to be. Sales, sales training is like um is like that saying you know give a man a fish and he'll eat for dinner yeah teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime mm-hmm. yeah sales training is that that's the met- metaphor for sales training you know give an entrepreneur a deal and he'll do well for a short period of time, that month, you know, that cash flow, that bit of profit margin, whatever. Teach an entrepreneur how to sell, teach his team how to sell, and that business is basically going to grow forever. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that metaphor. I love that because it's so true. And, you know, the more people that we can help to get them to where they need to be, you know, where they see themselves, what's their goals, how you know, working with them to get them there, you know, they will have such success that they will be able to live the, the life of their dreams and they will be able to um, have all the things that they want in their life because they've had the training to get them there. And that's the most important. People need to realise that they have to invest in themselves to get what they want out of life. Yeah. You just have to, you know, you yeah, have something. to have that training. Yeah, something which I, I, I've um, done a few times when I've done a, a talk to a, a room full of entrepreneurs or whatever is I've asked them how many, uh, you know, to put their hands up, how many of them are involved in sales. And you usually get like, you know, 30, 40% of the room might put their hands up. And that's in a room full of entrepreneurs. They're usually ex-salespeople anyway, or current salespeople. But then I always say, well, you know, how many of you are looking for new customers? And they'll all put their hand up. And I go, well, you're all in sales then. You know what I mean? Whether you actually class yourself as a salesperson or not, everyone is a salesperson to a smaller or, or you know, to a bigger degree. And, and, and everyone is out there selling themselves and trying to get promotion and trying to get better opportunities and trying to get partners and all the things that, that sales skills can help you achieve. So, you know, not only is good sales skills good for salespeople and for business owners and for sales managers, everybody needs to improve their sales ability you know to be able to offer value to people and provide solutions to problems yeah i ask that question same question you ask and i get the same result that you do and uh, it's it's remarkable how many entrepreneurs how many business owners don't see themselves as salespeople because they are you know and like you say everybody's selling you know i'm trying to sell to my son to get him out of bed Exactly. You know? exactly. It's, it's all a negotiation. It's all about negotiation. Sales is negotiation. When you want to buy a house, you are selling because you are in negotiation on the price. When you are, you know, trying to, um, you know, buy a house, you're negotiating on the price. When you buy a car, you're negotiating. When you're trying to get a husband or partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever it is, you know, you're selling yourself. You know, but people don't see the connection. They don't see the connection to what they're doing. They don't realise that sales is actually just negotiation. And that that is it, really. But I think that, you know, so many people need 
sales training just for themselves, like you say, just for just for being a better person. You know, if you're looking for a partner, get some sales skills so you can go out and find yourself a partner because you need to work on selling yourself. Yeah, so it's, like people, it's like those people who randomly put like terrible things on social media and I'm like, well, you know, they with a bit of sales training would 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 tell them not to put that sort of stuff on social media. You know what I mean? Don't, yeah. Why are you going to put something so negative about yourself, which may impact other people's perception of you or opinion of you? You know, yeah. it's a bit like you know, it's lots, there's lots of incidences where a bit of uh, hindsight, if you like, or foresight, and a bit of knowledge may help them to make better decisions. Like there are kids who you know applying for jobs, for example, and they got you know um, nicknames in their email address. You know, yeah. uh, any decent sales knowledge or sales skills or ability or course or teachings would teach you that that's just not professional. So why mm. would you do it? Like, you know, uh, why is somebody going to give a job to, you know, Snuggles52, mm. you know, at, well, at hotmail.com or something? <laughs> yeah, funny enough that you mentioned that. I recently partnered up with um, uh, with a lady that's, um, she's uh, a recruiter. And when she um, gets these young people come in, what she's now doing is sending them to me to give them some sales training on how to sell themselves. And, you know, that's been that has been really successful because, you know, you get so many young people coming out of university or coming out of school and they're going for these jobs and then they're wondering, well, why didn't they get it? And part of the problem is because they didn't know how to sell themselves. You know, so I've done a lot of work, as I say, with this recruiter. So when they're coming in and they're saying, look, you know, I've got this um, uh, person that just come out of uni. Can you can you help them along? It it helps the uh, recruiter because they're, they're getting paid for finding a great employee. But it also helps that individual because they're getting a job that they really want. So, you know, that's something that's sort of my added value i'm helping two people here achieve their goals and i, and I love that i absolutely love that and you do have a lot of people that just don't have the skills to be able to sell themselves and they don't realize that you know we are a walking brand all of us are we're walking brands and every time we post something every time we make a comment on something you know that says a lot about who you are as a person yeah, and yeah, when you're you know post on that you know put you in a bad light you know a bit of sales training as you quite rightly said would stop that person from making those choices and they'd make better choices and be seen as a much higher quality person that people yeah. would want to talk to well that's you know that's just a lot of the the basic sales training that i have you know from from sales it applies itself to social media as well because Again, you know, there are companies out there and there are people out there, for example, they put their profiles up and then they don't touch it, you know, and then, you know, what does that, you know, what's the message that you're giving to people? Is that I'm not bothered, you know, I'm not bothered with, again, website, I do a lot with websites, you know, how many people, you know, they have a website built, they don't change it for 5, 10, 15 years and, uh, and it's like, well, what are they trying to say to their customers? I'm not bothered, you know, I'm not, I don't, I, there's nothing going on in my business to tell you about. You know, there's, you know, 
I, I don't need to update my LinkedIn because there's nothing in my life that has improved or got better in the last 10 years since I last did it. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I set up a, an account on social media and I don't bother posting on it because I've got nothing going on in my life or in my business. You know, yeah, people don't understand people it's the same. It's the same messages. It's the same sales approach. And if you're yeah. if you're not upskilling and you're not telling people you know anything good and offering them the solutions that they need and the solutions that you can now offer, it's a bit like um, some people doing that email marketing. You know, yeah. um, what they were sending out prior to lockdown, but the same stuff during lockdown. And it's like yeah. well, it's like as if like you haven't noticed the whole world has changed and you're still saying the same message. It's like, you know, you can't say the same message. The world's not the same place. The people yeah, aren't the yeah. same people. You know, mm -hmm. everything's changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to wrap uh, wrap this up now, if that's all right, Mike. Yeah, no problem uh, at all. Because uh, I've, uh, I've got another call that I've got to get on, well, prepare for for three o'clock. But I've absolutely loved this. We should do this again. Uh, this was uh, awesome. Um, really enjoyed the session with you. Brilliant. Um, how, how do people get in touch with you if they want to uh, connect with you? Okay, so they can connect with me at um, the join the sales circle at gmail.com or they can find me at the sales circle on Facebook. My website is being launched, it's the salescircle.co.uk but that hasn't gone live yet so that'll be going live next week so um yeah they can connect with me through those on facebook instagram again the sales circle um you can uh, find me there and uh, i guess you're on linkedin as well oh yeah you can find me on linkedin as well tony clarkstone <laughs> Yeah. The sales circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. And uh, I can't remember. Have I invited you to the link uh, to the Intrabiz uh, WhatsApp group for the Inter for the LinkedIn Pod group? No, I haven't. Haven't had that. So if I can have that, that would be wonderful. Yeah, I invited as many people as I could, but obviously with with WhatsApp, you've got to have the phone number in order to invite people. So, oh, yeah. um, so if you can send me your um, phone number on uh, LinkedIn. Then I can invite, I can add you to the group then in the WhatsApp. And how that works is then we all post at nine o'clock in the morning every day. And then everyone grabs the link for the URL of their post and sticks it in the WhatsApp group. So everyone yeah. else can go on and, and read their post and like it and comment. Yeah, yeah. And that creates good, uh, good traction then for the post to go viral. That's wonderful. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love all these little ideas that you've come up with. On social media and just being able to engage people—it's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all about—it's uh, all about engagement, like you said. Not just, you know, not just uh, posting or or what. So many postings better than not playing the game. But so yeah. many people just actually sit on the suspense watching and actually don't yeah. take part in the game. And I'm like, well, you know, don't just sit there watching the game. Get on the pitch. Yeah, I do have a private group um, which is at the sales circle. Um, so I'll invite you to that. It's a private group for business owners and sales uh, professionals that have got the, you know, the goal of developing their skills and ultimately having the goal of selling more. So uh, I'll invite you to that group. Brilliant. And if you've got any uh, any uh, sales messages, marketing messages that you uh, want to go a little bit further, tag me in. I'll happily share it. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate that. I did um, a sales, free sales training course yesterday at uh, four o'clock. 
Most I did see, it was mostly women on there I seen from uh, Facebook, I think. Yeah, it was lot, there was loads of women, but um, there was lots of people that said that they couldn't attend. So um, I basically recorded it and sent that on to them. But I'm doing it again next week and I'm hoping to see a few more men on the course. So um, yeah, four o'clock next week. If you would like to attend, just send me a message on Facebook and I'll send you the Zoom invite. Okay, good. Four o'clock, what day? Monday? Monday, UK time. Yeah, four o'clock, Monday, UK time. I'll see if I uh, I'll see if I can get on. I think uh, I think uh, four o'clock is a good time for me on a Monday. I think. Well, depends if I got any uh, uh, podcast or Zoom uh, calls booked, which uh, I'll have to look at first. But if not, if if, if I can make it, I'll I'll give you a bit of a uh, male company support so that it's just not all yeah. females. <laughs> There were so many women on it and there's no men. I was like, oh, okay. But to be fair, it partly partly was because a lot of people have connected with me and my story from yeah. the And also because of iWow as well, isn't it? iWow, which is all we, women anyway. Like, you know. women, yeah. So they've connected yeah. with me on my story. So there was a lot of women there that you know had gone through similar adversities to myself. And they had a connection and wanted to join the sales course um, because yeah. of the connection that they had with me. And um, I was so pleased because yesterday, well, yes, one of the ladies from yesterday um, signed up on my coaching course. Um, so uh, I was I was really chuffed with that because I didn't actually sell my coaching course on it. She called me afterwards. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's always good. so I was really pleased with that. So it went well. Um, yeah, so brilliant. again, next week, four o'clock UK time, Monday, and um, yeah, I'd love to see you and everyone else there. Brilliant. All right, then. Well, uh, have a great uh, day. Have a good meeting at three o'clock, and I'll um, catch up with you again sometime soon. Right. Take care. Bye. Uh, right. And there's nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Bye.